This is Adam Hulse. Thanks for tuning into this episode of my podcast. This is part three of our four-week NFL season preview series. But before we get into all of that, I just want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by La Touraine Watches, the best affordable luxury watches and accessories on the market. Make sure you go check out their website, latouraine.com. That's L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. And then when you're ready to make your purchase make sure that you plug in my promo code it's really simple three capital letters a h s at checkout and that'll get you 10 percent off your entire order so make sure you don't miss out on that great opportunity okay now with that being said let's get into this episode of the podcast the last two weeks parts one and two of our four-part series we previewed the afc and nfc conferences i gave you my division winner predictions i gave you over unders on season win totals and just an over overall outlook for all 32 teams in the NFL. In this week, week three, I'm going to be doing kind of an overall season preview as a whole by the way of individual awards predictions, as well as some playoff predictions as well. I'll give you who I think the 14-team field is going to be, and I'm also going to make my very early Super Bowl pick also in this episode. Then next week for our fourth and final episode, we will be doing a week one matchup preview. I'll go over some of the key matchups in week one. I'll definitely have some betting plays for that week as well. We'll look at some point spreads. You definitely want to come back and check out that episode next week. But as for this episode, let's get into it now. And I will start with a few of my season-long individual awards predictions. First things first, we'll go with the most important one, and that is my prediction for who is going to be the NFL MVP this season. Your top two favorites heading into this year are the two that definitely should be the top favorites, with the top choice being Patrick Mahomes, and the second choice being the defending NFL MVP, and that is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has now won three MVPs in his excellent career. He's almost always right in the mix to win that award. And Patrick Mahomes, of course, all the things he's accomplished so far in this very short career of his to this point, everything he's accomplished, it seems like he's been around a long time, but he really is still just getting started. In three years, he's had the number one offense in the NFL twice. He has won a regular season MVP. He has won a Super Bowl MVP a Super Bowl championship, two AFC championships, and made the AFC championship game in all three seasons. Because of all that, he is rightfully so the betting favorite currently to win the NFL MVP this season, with Aaron Rodgers not too far behind considering he's also won three and he is the defending NFL MVP. Either of those two guys have a great chance to win it any season. There's a couple other names who can definitely make a run at the MVP this year, starting with Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. He had a huge breakout season last year. He had the best season of his career in many different categories, including passing yards, completion percentage, passing touchdowns. He was right in the mix at the end of the season as one of the possibilities to win that NFL MVP award. I mean, look, Rodgers pretty clearly won the award, but if it wasn't Rodgers, Allen was definitely one of those names who could have won it besides Rodgers. I'm expecting Josh Allen to have another huge year this year. If you listen to my AFC preview episode, I do love the Buffalo Bills this season. I loved them last year. I love them even more this year. I do expect Josh Allen to have another great season as he did last year. And if he can take another step forward from last year, he has a great chance to win this NFL MVP award, especially if the Bills have as big of a year as I think that they're going to. I think at worst, they're the second best team in the AFC, and they might even be the number one overall seed going into the playoffs from the AFC. In my opinion, it's either going to be the Bills or the Chiefs. So if the Bills do everything 
things that I'm expecting him to this year, Josh Allen has a shot at that MVP award. Another name that has to be taken into consideration is Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. He has also already won an MVP to his name. Just the design of the offense in Baltimore allows him to do so much, and they really play to his strengths. I give a lot of credit to John Harbaugh and the Ravens organization for designing this offense specifically for Lamar Jackson. They don't really force him to do anything that he's not great at. They really play to his strengths. They know that his rushing ability and creating with his legs is really his biggest weapon. They allow him to do that. There are the designed running plays for him. There are the comfortable throws for him, the intermediate and short routes that he likes to throw across the middle. And then, of course, the broken down plays where he can scramble and always has that ability to make something out of nothing. Lamar Jackson definitely has to be considered as a possibility for MVP. A couple other ones like Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, I think, have a great shot to win this award. I'm very big on Russell Wilson this year. I think that the Seahawks made a huge mistake down the stretch last year, taking the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands at time. Look, I do think that they have to continue to establish their running game with Chris Carson, but the Seahawks were a much better team earlier in the year when they were really letting Russell Wilson go to work. But I think this year they are going to get back to that. They're going to realize their mistake, know what they have in this superstar in Russell Wilson, this very special quarterback, and really let him get back to work this season. I expect a huge year out of Russell Wilson. And then I do also like Kyler Murray as well. Similar to Lamar Jackson, they are going to design a lot of runs for him from the quarterback position. He is one of the best scramblers getting out of the pocket, getting away from pressure, and making something out of nothing. He's very quick. He's very agile. He's very smart with the way that he runs the ball. But the difference between Lamar and Kyler, though Lamar may be a bit of a better rusher, Kyler is definitely a better thrower than Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray has an absolute cannon, can launch the ball downfield, something that Lamar Jackson can't really do. Kyler Murray also has the luxury of guys like DeAndre Hopkins on his offense, which is a better receiving weapon than anything that's on the Ravens roster, so I expect a big season out of Kyler Murray. But all of that being said, while I think all of those guys are going to have very good seasons, look, it's almost a guarantee that a quarterback is going to win MVP. It's not a 100% definite, but almost every year a quarterback wins the MVP award. All those quarterbacks listed, I think, are going to have big years. None of them are my pick to win NFL MVP this season. That's because my pick is Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. If you tuned in for my NFC Conference Preview episode, you know how high I am on the Dallas Cowboys this season, in particular their offense. Look, Dak got hurt last season, of course. He only played in five games, but back in 2019, the last full season that Dak played, the Cowboys were the number one offense by a mile. It wasn't even close, and a lot of that was because of how good Dak Prescott was playing from quarterback. Not only were they the best offense in the NFL that season, they were the best offense in the NFL since the 2013 Denver Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, those Peyton Manning-led Broncos. That's how good that the Cowboys were in 2019 on offense. Best numbers since that team, statistically. And then even last season, in the short time that Dak Prescott did play before getting hurt, he was off to an absolutely monster start to the 2020 season, statistically. He was actually on pace to throw for over 6,000 yards last year. Look, I know it's a small sample size, and it's unlikely that he would have kept that pace up for the entire year, but it just goes to show how 
how good of a start Dak got off to throwing the ball. There is a stipulation, of course, Dak Prescott does need to be healthy this season to have any chance of winning that award. I believe that he is going to play great this season. I think he is going to fully recover from that injury. I said in my NFC preview episode that the looming contract controversy that was over Dak's head last year is not over his head this year. I think that's going to be a weight off his shoulders. I think it's going to be a sigh of relief for him. It's one less thing for him to worry about. I think that that could actually help his play moving forward. I expect Dak Prescott to really pick up right where he left off before getting injured in 2020. And he even has a realistic chance of being even better than that. That is because of the addition of CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb had a great rookie season. In particular, his best games were those few games that Dak Prescott played. This connection here, I think, is one to watch all season long. I think Dak and CeeDee Lamb are going to have a huge season together with CeeDee mostly working out of the slot while Cooper and Gallup are on the outsides. I think this adds a whole nother level to this already excellent Dallas offense. I think they have a really good chance to have a monster season, a very special season. And because of all of that, Dak Prescott is my pick to win the NFL MVP this season. His line for that award right now sits at plus 1,800. So 18 to 1 on your money for Dak Prescott to win the MVP. Okay, now moving on to another award, and that is the Defensive Player of the Year Award. Look, like pretty much all of the top favorites to win this award, as they probably should be, are the D-linemen and pass rushers. Guys like Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, and that's because of the sack numbers and the sack totals. If they have a really big sack season, a lot of times that is what's going to win a Defensive Player of the Year Award. But I'm looking at something a little bit different for Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going to a different position, and I'm going to the safety. Even though this guy is listed as a safety, he plays all over the field. He's a -a one-of-a-kind player, a hybrid player, and that is Derwin James of the LA Chargers. Look, Derwin has not played in a long time because of injuries. Feels like he's been forgotten about by a lot of people. Maybe rightfully so because of how long it's been since he played. That there are a lot of question marks about what kind of form he's going to be. Is he going to be the same player that he was before? Because back before he got hurt, he was one of the very best defensive players in the entire NFL. As I said, he can literally do everything. He's good in coverage. He's great in tackling, stopping the run. He can rush the passer. He can play man coverage. He can play center field. He can line up on receivers, on tight ends. He literally does it all. He's all over the field. There's no other player in the NFL that is quite like Derwin James. And he's a part of a defensive unit in LA with the Chargers. That is a very good defense. They're a little bit of an under-the-radar defense, but they've been very solid the last couple of years. Joey Bosa, their pass rusher, is one of the very best in the entire NFL. Don't underestimate the effect that Derwin James is going to have on this defense and really on the team as a whole. He is that special of a player. He is that unique of a talent. Opposing teams have to prepare for Derwin James in a completely different way than they would for any other player in the NFL because nobody is like Derwin James. And if he can return to his form pre-injury and maybe even build on that a little bit, have himself a big season like he's totally capable of doing, he has a shot to win this NFL Defensive Player of the Year award over all of those pass rushers who are considered favorites. If Derwin is himself, he has as good a shot as any anybody and that's why I'm taking him to win this award right now his line is set at plus 1600 so 16 to 1 on your money for Derwin James to win defensive player of the year okay I'm going to make one more award prediction in this episode and that is for the offensive rookie of the year my pick for this award has changed in recent days with 
new news that has come out in the NFL. I will preface my pick by saying that, and I will also preface it by saying situations matter for things like this, in particular when it comes to playing time. This guy that I'm picking to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, not only is he a quarterback, and quarterbacks always have the inside track to win these kind of awards, but he has just been recently named the day one starter for a team that I think is going to be competitive this year. That is, of course, the New England Patriots and Mac Jones. This news came after the Patriots released Cam Newton from the roster and named Mac Jones as their week one starter. So Mac Jones will likely be joining Trevor Lawrence as probably the only two rookie quarterbacks that are going to be starting from week one. Trey Lance out in San Francisco is probably going to have to wait his turn behind Jimmy Garoppolo, though that is not official yet. Justin Fields for the Bears is in that same situation. He's likely going to have to wait a little bit behind Andy Dalton before Fields gets his shot to start. And then there's Zach Wilson as well, who I actually should have mentioned with Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence. He is the third one that is going to start from day one. I just don't think that the Jets have enough talent on offense for Zach Wilson to do too much this season, or really talent in general. I expect the Jets to be a very bad team this year. They're probably going to be a bottom five team in the NFL. I'm personally not sold on Zach Wilson yet. I think he's going to be a little bit of a project because he's coming from BYU. This is a huge step up in competition. He did not play the top competition in college. I'm not saying that Zach Wilson has no chance to be good eventually, but I think it's going to be a rough start for him and it's going to take a little while to get him up to speed. That is why I think that Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones are definitely the two clear front runners to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year award because of situation, because of playing time. I would like to say also that if Justin Fields was named the week one starter for the Chicago Bears, he would definitely be my pick to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm very big on Justin Fields. Not to say that I'm not big on Trevor Lawrence also, but I think that the Bears situation right now is a lot better than the Jags situation. The Jags aren't necessarily focused on what they can do this season. This season is really just about building up Trevor Lawrence. The Trevor Lawrence plan is for two, three years down the road on turning him into the type of quarterback that his prospect status suggests that he could possibly turn into. While Justin Fields on the Bears, if he was named the week one starter, I like the Bears this year. I like their roster. I like their defense. I like some of their weapons on offense. I think they're going to be much better this year than they were last year because they will get better quarterback play than Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles gave them last season. And last season, remember, they did find a way into the NFL playoffs. So they didn't have a terrible season despite getting terrible quarterback play all year. With more competency at quarterback, I think the Bears are going to take a step forward. And as I said, if Justin Fields was the guy starting week one instead of Andy Dalton, Fields would be my pick to win Offensive Rookie of the Year because it's completely unknown when Fields is going to get his chance to start. It's hard for me to make that pick, which is why I'm going with Mac Jones of the Patriots, who is going to start from day one. So with Cam Newton out of the way, with Mac Jones getting the start in New England, with the Patriots looking to rebound this year after missing the playoffs last year for the first time in a long time, I am taking Mac Jones to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. The line is plus 600, 6 to 1 on your money on Mac Jones. Okay, those are the three individual award predictions that I'm going to be making in this episode. And now I'm going to move on to my prediction of the 14-team playoff field for this season. If you listen to the last two episodes, the two conference previews, I did give my predictions already for the eight division winners. Not all of them were betting plays, but I did mention who I think was 
is going to win all eight of the divisions. Just to review, those are from the NFC, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, the Bucks, and the Packers. And then from the AFC, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Steelers, and the Titans. Right off the bat, that covers eight of the 14 teams. Now we just have to get to the six wild cards, three from each conference of who I think is going to find their way into the playoffs. I'll start with the NFC and one of those teams that I just talked about a lot, and that is the Chicago Bears. For that improved expected play at quarterback, I think that's going to help everything for them. Allen Robinson, David Montgomery are the weapons that they have on offense, but better quarterback play will allow their defense to be better as well because they won't be on the field as often. The Bears last season ranked dead last on third downs. They should definitely improve on that this season. I think that will make their team better as a whole. If it's me, I'm getting Justin Fields in there as soon as possible. I'm not a big believer that Andy Dalton is going to do much for this team. There's really no future in Dalton. The future's in Justin Fields, but I also think he is the better player right now and gives them the best chance to win right now. I like the Chicago Bears to make the playoffs. I like them more the sooner Fields gets in. The Chicago Bears are one of my three picks for wildcard teams in the NFC. My second wildcard pick for the NFC is going to be the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers last season in 2020 dealt with a ton of injuries, including a lot of their key players, like their best player on defense in Nick Bosa, and their quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, along with receivers and back-end guys on the defense. All across the board, they suffered a ton of injuries. Because of that, they had a very down season. But if you remember back to 2019, the 49ers won the NFC Conference, made it to the Super Bowl and were a couple of plays away from winning that Super Bowl. They kind of had it. Patrick Mahomes had that huge comeback in the fourth quarter to get it done. But when the San Francisco 49ers were fully healthy, they did win the NFC Conference. That was the only season of Jimmy Garoppolo's career where he played an entire season. He was good that year. He wasn't phenomenal, but he was good. Obviously good enough to win the NFC Conference. It's a very interesting thing this season, how long of a leash Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have before they pull the plug and turn it over to Trey Lance, who is by far the superior athlete to Jimmy Garoppolo. But what I said about Zach Wilson can also be said about Trey Lance, and even more so because Trey Lance played his college football in North Dakota State, where he played against even weaker competition than Zach Wilson played against. Look, Trey Lance absolutely lit it up at college. His numbers are absolutely mind-boggling if you look them up for what he did at North Dakota State. But it is North Dakota State. He didn't do it in the SEC or the Big Ten or anything like that. And I don't want to discredit him. It just raises an eyebrow as to what he could do against the top competition rather than beating up on the weaker competition. Regardless, though, he's definitely the superior athlete. He can do things with his legs that Jimmy Garoppolo could never do. He would add a whole nother dynamic element to the offense. I think he will get his chance to play at some point, And I think that the leash will be relatively short with Garoppolo. But if Garoppolo's playing like he was in 2019 and the San Francisco Francisco 49ers are winning games the way that they were in 2019. It's going to be very hard to make a quarterback change. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how that situation plays out. It's probably the most interesting quarterback situation in the NFL right now. But either way, whether it's Garoppolo or Trey Lance, this Niners team is very good from top to bottom. Excellent roster. Most of their roster that won the NFC in 2019 is returning for this 2021 season. I expect them to look a lot like that. That 2019 version of themselves where they were both a top five offense and a top five defense. And because of that, I expect them to find their way into the playoffs, whether it's Garoppolo or Lance. Either way, I have the 
49ers as a wild card team this year. My third and final wild card from the NFC is another team from out in the NFC West, and that is the LA Rams. They, of course, made a big move this offseason, trading away Jared Goff to the Detroit Lions to acquire quarterback Matthew Stafford. I said in my NFC preview episode, and I'm sticking to it now, that I do think that Stafford makes this team better, but I really don't know how much better it makes them. They were still an excellent team last year. For almost the whole season, they were both a top five offense and a top five defense. So I'm not exactly sure how much of a jump it is getting Matthew Stafford over Jared Goff, especially considering that Stafford's never won anything in his entire career. He had some good seasons number-wise in Detroit, but it's not like the Rams acquired Aaron Rodgers or something like that. It is just Matthew Stafford. Regardless, though, this is a very good team. They could be a little bit better than last year or right around where they were last year. They still can once again be a top five offense and a top five defense. I'm not so sure if they're a Super Bowl contender. They might be. I don't know how much better Stafford makes them, but they are still a playoff team. And I have them as my seventh and final team making the playoffs in the NFC. Okay, now let's move on to the three wildcard teams that I think will make the playoffs in the AFC. The first one is a team that I mentioned before, and that is the Mac Jones-led New England Patriots. The Patriots had a ton of players last season that sat out the year due to COVID, in particular on the defensive side of the ball. A lot of their key defensive players, now that they are all back, I expect the Patriots defense to start playing again like the Patriots defense, like one of the best defenses in football as they usually are under Bill Belichick. Now that they have their guys back, they can realistically return to that. They made a bunch of moves this offseason for their offense. They added two tight ends in Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. They added two wide receivers in Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. Their offense was so stale last year, so bad last year, so props to them for going out and getting some guys to improve their offensive roster. Look, the Patriots were not bad last year. They were not the Patriots that we're used to. Of course, they did not have Tom Brady like they used to, but I expect the Patriots to return to the playoffs this year. I don't think they're going to be the dominant Patriots that we've remembered for so long, but I do think that they have a good enough team and a good enough coaching staff to find their way into the playoffs, and they are my first pick as a wild card in the AFC. My next AFC wild card pick is a team that has been absolutely dominant in the regular season over the last few years, and that is the Baltimore Ravens. They have this run heavy style of offense. It's an old school concept that they've created a new school format to do it in. It's very creative. It's very difficult for defenses to stop. They are a completely unique challenge. There is no other team in the NFL that plays like the Baltimore Ravens do, which makes them so tough on a weekly matchup to try to game plan for. As I said, they've been so dominant the last couple regular seasons. Their rushing offense, their defense as a whole, unfortunately for them, their regular season dominance has not translated into playoff success yet. We'll see if they can change that narrative this year, but for now, I don't see any reason why they won't continue to dominate in the regular season, have another big year, and easily find themselves into the AFC playoffs. My third and final wild card pick for the AFC is going to be the Cleveland Browns. Look, I said on my AFC episode that this is one of the best rosters on paper when you look at them from head to toe, position by position. They match up with just about any other team in football on a position by position basis. My concern for the Browns this year is the same concern that I had for them last 
year, and that is I am still not a believer in Baker Mayfield. He was much better last season, but I still don't think he's good enough. I think he's a middle-of-the-road, average type of quarterback. Not terrible, but I don't think he's ever going to be great either because of how good the rest of the roster is, how good their rushing game is, their pass rush. Miles Garrett is one of the very best, if not the best, pass rusher in football right now. He's easily top three, and the Browns just added Jadavian Clowney to play on the other side of him. That's going to be a nightmare situation for teams trying to block up. That's going to greatly improve their defense. They can run the ball as good as just about anybody in this new Kevin Stefanski-designed offense. So though I'm not a believer in the Browns making a deep run in the playoffs, I think that their team is good enough to get there, and they are my third and final wild card pick for the AFC. So that covers my entire 14-team field for my predictions of who will make the NFL playoffs this season. So the final thing that I want to say in this episode is my Super Bowl pick for this year. And that is going to be the Dallas Cowboys winning the Super Bowl this year over the Buffalo Bills. I absolutely love both of those teams this year. I don't think I have to run back through it again on everything that I like about the Cowboys and Bills. I talked a lot about both of them in all three of these preview episodes so far. I've made it very clear how high I am on both of these teams. I've said it with pretty clear conviction that I think that these teams are both going to have huge seasons. They are teams to watch out for. And I'm backing up that statement by picking the Cowboys over the Bills in the Super Bowl this year. Right now, you can get the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl at plus 3,500. That is a big number. That's great odds. 35 to 1 on your money on the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. And then for the Bills to win the AFC Conference is plus 500 right now. So 5 to 1 on your money on the Bills to win the AFC and make it to the Super Bowl where I believe that the Dallas Cowboys will be victorious and be Super Bowl champions this year. So that wraps up all of my predictions for this week three episode of our four-part series previewing the NFL season. Just as a review for the betting plays that I made in this episode, I have Dak to win MVP at plus 1,800, Mac Jones to win Offensive Rookie of the Year at plus 600, and Derwin James to win Defensive Player of the Year at plus 1,600. Then I have the Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl at plus 3,500, and the Bills to win the AFC Conference at plus 500. That covers everything that I wanted to get to you in this episode that has been brought to you, of course, by La Touraine Watches, the best affordable luxury watches and accessories on the market. Check out their website, latourain.com, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. And then when you're ready to make your purchase, plug in my promo code at checkout. It's simple, three capital letters, A-H-S, as in Adam Hall Sports, capital A-H-S at latourain.com. Make sure you take advantage of that great deal. That is going to completely wrap up this episode of the podcast. I thank you again for joining me on this episode. I hope you come back next week and join me for part four, which will be previewing week one of the NFL season. In the meantime, you can follow me on both Instagram and Twitter. The handle is at Adam Hulse Sports. In particular, you want to follow me on Twitter. That's where I have all my most recent updates about the podcast, all my news, all my opinions. You can find everything I do over on Twitter. Again, the handle is at Adam Hulse Sports. I hope you follow me there. I thank you again for tuning into this episode. Please join me next week. Until then, this has been Adam Hulse. Thanks for listening.